How do you negotiate pricing? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Nan and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is the Command Z Show. Hey, Shelby, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. How's it going with you? Oh, it's going. I scared you there because I skipped the first part where I say, Hello? And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, What is happening? I guess it's just, no, we're getting, let's just start asking questions. We're going to get right to it today. Um, yeah. We have no time to spare. Projects are due some today. And uh, uh, we got we got stuff to do today. We got some some job postings I need to get out there. Um. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, you know, as, as I'm saying that, let's, let's talk about it for a moment. Yeah. Uh, we are currently looking for two people on our team. Uh, one is a freelance stop motion animator. We are going to get back into the stop motion game a bit next year. I'm really Isn't excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this is something that we've actually, we did a lot of, uh, during the year of COVID. Uh, one of the ways that we coped was making small content, little bite-sized pieces of content for, for people. And um, it's something that we want to kind of get back to a little bit. And the second position is going to be, and I haven't come up with the perfect name for this person just yet, um, but we're going to be looking for a business development person (laughs) Um, to to help us develop that business. (laughs) I haven't haven't wrote that role completely just yet, but I think that that should be the description. Business development to help us with our developing business you should you should generally be a person that can develop business yeah that's it it's your qualification yeah uh yeah i like it let's do that (laughs) anyway uh and we have you know by the time people hear this they will also know probably maybe that we are doing making midwest again we are bringing it back I believe the dates that we have are May 17th through the 19th. That sounds right. This is going, you're like, yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, We've been working on this for months now to figure out a way to bring uh, a motion design conference kind of back to Columbus and just kind of back after COVID in general. And uh, we took took some time away. We did this for... It was at least four years, five years that I was doing this when I first came to Columbus. Um, COVID happened, basically put it down. And another thing we're trying to bring back. Are we sensing a a pattern here? Is Matt a little nostalgic lately? I think Um, Matt is nostalgic. I think honestly, I mean, we're bringing some stuff back from 2020, pre-2020. That's true. So, yeah, we have that. And lastly... Before we jump into it again, hopefully at this point of people listening, we also launched the augmented reality read along for Creative Little Monsters. Another thing that we've been working on for a very long time and excited to finally share that with people. So if you have the book, you can go to creativelittlemonsters.com, go to AR read along and you can see some pretty cool stuff with the book. It's It's a fun time. And if you don't have the book and you're interested in purchasing it, where can you go, Matt? 
That's a great question. That's the question that we're discussing here today. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, you can go to creativelittlemonsters.com. That's creativelittlemonsters.com. <laughs> That's fun. Did you ever, uh, we had this like uh, advertising segment of, uh, I think it was middle school, maybe mm-hmm. early high school, but I think it was like late middle school. So like eighth grade yeah. or something like that. And this like, I don't know, it must've been like a week long kind of assignment just based on advertising. And I remember my teacher saying that there's like different ways to advertise things effectively. <clears throat> and I remember one of them being repetition. Hmm. And I, that just stuck with me so much where I'm like, so that's why people keep like trying to repeat things. It's like part of a textbook. Um, Stick in your head. Yeah. You hear it a lot on the radio, but oh yeah. anyway, creativelittlemonsters.com. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say it again later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Uh, all right. Now that all that's out of the way, let's get to the the real question of the hand. What do we got today, Shelby? The big question of the day is, how do you negotiate pricing? This is a fun question, Um, as they all are. Almost like we uh, have a conversation about these things before we come on the podcast, right? Yeah. Almost. Almost. Um, So how do you negotiate pricing? This is one of those those things that makes people a little uncomfortable sometimes. Um, because generally how it happens is this. A client asks, how much is this going to cost? <clears throat> After a little... Sorry, I'm just going to clear my throat one good time here. <clears throat> All right, I'm good now. I'm back. Good. <laughs> Creativelemonsters.com. Uh, so people have a this awkward moment whenever a client... Uh, ask them for a cost and then they you know work on putting this whole quote together they tell them a number and then the client comes back and says oh we don't have that uh can we make it lower can we do anything to get to a certain number mm-hmm. after a while of kind of going through this we've kind of changed our process a little bit where I like to talk about the money portion of our projects as early as I possibly can. Yep. Because sometimes, you know, we might say, all right, this is going to be a five-figure project. And then a client comes back to us and says, oh, we have low four figures to do this. And we're we're just so far apart that there's really no negotiating to really even be had. Yep. So I think that's, that's kind of where I'll start, I guess, is... Um, I think a lot of it starts with just sort of qualifying the project requests that you're getting. That's the first thing. Now, if you, you know, have that conversation, you figure out you're, you you are in the same general ballpark. For me, that's always the sign of like, all right, let's go through and like really figure this out. But if we're too far apart, I don't even want to waste my time like trying to get there. So, you know, if if I know that we're close, and we tell them a number and then they say like, okay, like, yeah, we have X amount of dollars for this project. There's one of a couple things that I generally try to do. I guess one would be, it's kind of the idea is like, as long as your number came from 
some sort of explanation, you don't have to explain it, right? You're, you're under no obligation to explain exactly how you came to a number. Because it's kind of this idea of like, this is just what it cost. Um, you know, people don't go into, um, I mean, grocery stores are a little bit different than buying creative services, but, you know, people don't go into a store and say like, okay, this peanut butter is $9. Very expensive peanut butter, first of all. That's um, really expensive peanut butter. Listen, peanut butter is outrageous these days. Take a look. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, you don't go into it and go to the cashier and say like, okay, well, I have $7 for this. Yeah. That's just kind of not how it works. Um, so, so one of the things that I'll do is like, okay, depending on what that gap is between what we quoted and what they have to, to give here, mm-hmm. sometimes, and more often than not, that means, okay, well, we have to spend less time overall on this project yeah. for, for made by things. Most of our, quoting and pricing is generally based on how much time something takes to create. And so if we say, okay, you know, if we, if we put a quote together that says, okay, this is going to take us six weeks to do, but the budget comes back and it's like, Oh no, we can only pay for basically four weeks. So for us, it becomes, okay, how can we creatively do this in four weeks? So, a lot of times this ends up as like, okay, you, yeah, we want, we were going to do some 3d character animation in this. Like, okay, maybe we go to 2d then. Cause we could probably do that a little bit quicker. Um, and that I, honestly, that's probably my, my primary way of negotiating prices on project is just like, okay, let's start somewhere. And then like, this is our ideal, right? Like mm-hmm. if you can do this, we could do this like in a really great way. But if you don't have that much, like that's probably okay. Let's, let's go to the drawing board here and figure out what, what has to kind of come out of this or yep. what needs to change. You know, I was just talking to somebody the other day that they wanted to have like an animal animated. And um, I was like, okay, that's really interesting. But they were like more interested in it being like this really realistic thing. But the budget just didn't seem to add up. Yeah. So I didn't suggest this because I think at that point it was just kind of over. But my next thought was like, wait, why does the animal have to be 3D? Why can't it be a photo? Why can't we animate the photo and make it like be a little more realistic? So it's little concessions like that where it's like, you know, for us, we refuse to take on anything that we can't do a good job on. So if it's like, no, this is just ridiculous. We don't, there's just, we can do it this way, but it's going to be bad. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't. I don't want to do that. So for us, it's like, we might have to change the way that we do something, but it's not sacrificing the quality. Exactly. It's just trying to find a different way to get it done. Right. So usually what I'll do, yeah, I'll, if, if a budget is lower than what we quoted, that's where I I go first. Right. It's like, all right, well, let's see what needs to come out here. But ultimately, like I said, it comes down to time. It's like, all right, well, how could, can we even do this any faster? And yeah. how fast would we need to do it to make that work? Um, but one of the things that I also like to do is give some options, right? So like at that point where it's like, okay, like, yeah, I hear you. And we can do it this way to be able to get into your ballpark. Um, but like I'll try to refer to things that maybe they said in the past where like, if they said like, it has to be this realistic 3d, 
I'm like, all right, well, if it has to be realistic 3D, like it, it's got to be this number right here. But like, we still think we could do a good job with this right here. So there's kind of this idea of like, kind of anchoring the the quote a little bit, especially when you give multiple options. It makes people a lot more comfortable. And when they start to see like, oh, okay, like they kind of have to make a decision for themselves. on like, what's really important in this? Um, like, is it that important that we have this realistic stuff? Like, can we find a way to extend the budget here? And that that's where you really f- figure out the the real stuff right there, especially when you give options. Yep. And there there's a lot of times where we we do things like that, and then a client will be like, "Yeah, okay, well, like we need to do it this way." So like we get it. Like we'll we'll see your number, and let's do that basically. Mm-hmm. Um. I uh, I don't know. It, it, it can definitely be really tough and, and awkward at some points, but I think for me, the the only thing that's really awkward when it comes to talking about money and negotiating projects is when you wait too long. I'll kind of go back to that. Yep. Because um, if you're, again, if you're saying that like, you know, you spend like two hours talking to somebody and then you come up with this nice proposal, you send it over and let's say it's a $50,000 project. And they say, oh, my God, I only have five hundred dollars. That happens. Um, I I think it's a mistake that everyone sort of needs to make early on where it's like, you know, you would think that people maybe just know, but it's kind of the whole curse of knowledge thing that sometimes people just don't know what certain things cost. If they've never purchased a creative service of any sort before, like they're they're trying to learn. Well, oftentimes it's a little different between each studio too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you're not having those conversations, I mean, the thing that I like is just get it done in the first place because you're going to have a better relationship if you just know what everyone's expectations are from the get-go. Right. So that's that's why we do things like, um, uh, well, we have, if somebody fills out a, a request on our start a project form through our site, there are dollar amounts that people have to choose. Yep. And it's really weird to talk about this, but like, it's actually a deterrent. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I used to think was bad now, I think is good because it saves me from having to have conversations about big projects with very, very tiny budgets. Yep. So I have a really good understanding right away um, where they generally are. And even if people like reach out to me directly, I'm like, hey, we have a, can you go to made by things slash start a project and um, fill that out for me. And there's a lot of people that are like, yep, I'm going to do that right now. And then I don't hear from them again. Yeah. And that's a pretty good indication that we just weren't a good budget fit. Um, yeah. And I think anyway. that's okay. You know, I think that's an okay thing because I think it helps. It helps form the relationships you want to have too. And how you want to grow the business. Um, and it also helps bring in more um, story-driven and like purposeful work. As opposed to just, oh, I just need this kind of one-off small thing. It allows you to be able to make more work that's going to be a long-term relationship. And really be able to to- tell a bigger story. As opposed to just something a little, a little simpler and a little more one-off. Right. Yeah, 100% agree there. Um, there's... 
don't know. There's also the the part of this where it's like, it's not just setting one quote for the beginning of a project, then that's just kind of how it is, right? Yeah. There's also the part where it's like, there's kind of guidelines that we need to work with yep. through a project uh, or terms, I guess. And that's that's another part of the negotiation process, right? And that is probably even more tough for artists to fight for because yeah. especially when you are working with a company that has a big legal team and you start seeing a bunch of scary words. And I'm guilty of this too, but it, it can be a little intimidating and just be like, you know what? I'm just going to sign this. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this is just easier, right? One of the things that we try to do is always share our terms first. Yeah. I'd rather start the conversation there because every line that we have in our terms has been thought about for several hours, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything that's there is there for a reason. And, you know, I always want to be as as fair as possible. Like I'm not only just looking out for our own interests. I'm also looking out for the client's interests. What things are they yeah. going to want? Um, so it's, it's, it's a compromise. And if I can start there immediately, then it can come from a better place where it's not just a company saying like everything that you do, we own, we own you and your family and your house, whatever. Listen, yep. I don't know. Some of these terms. They're a um, while every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. You see some. I guess more often than not, you just, you see the same general things just written in different ways. Yeah. Um, so when we're doing a quote, one of the things that we say is, hey, if you want the final files for this project, it's going to be an additional 10%. Mm-hmm. Uh, we say, okay, if we are not allowed to use this in marketing, it's going to be an additional 10%. Mm-hmm. So we put these things in the terms because it's like, all right, if this comes up later on, then it's an issue that is kind of there. Or it's something that we can talk about and negotiate right up front, which is usually what happens. Yep. So somebody might see one of those things and then they'll say like, oh, well, we absolutely have to have the files and you cannot share this on your portfolio. Like, okay, great. Let's have the conversation now. Like, I'd rather not like bill you later for like a surprise thing. I'd rather let's talk about it and just have a flat rate for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the thing that I would say there is I mean, in, in all negotiations, it's not about winning. It's about finding the best way to be able to work with a partner. Agreed. Right. And especially when it comes to these terms, there are things that I, I won't say that there's any hill that I'm willing to die on when it comes to terms, right? Like I'm willing to have a conversation about anything. Mm-hmm. But if I start to see that you're looking for an unbalanced relationship, I usually start talking to that. Yeah. Where I'm like, all right, it seems like you have you been burned by somebody in the past? Like I'll start those kind of, kind of kind of conversations just to try to understand like what are you worried about exactly? Yeah. Um but again, like there there's times where I'm like, okay, like we'll do this and this, but I don't feel comfortable doing that. And then we can have that conversation in earnest basically and um it's also just something that helps build trust in the relationship as a whole and ultimately for what we do like we want to work with the with people for a long period of time yeah and if we start off on the wrong foot or if there are surprises later on that is not good for the relationship yeah and again i say this as somebody that made those mistakes 
uh, early on where I, I got really defensive about certain things where I was like, like, no, absolutely not. Like not doing this. Like that's so unfair. But when you start to understand their reasoning behind certain things, you start to get it. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just a good opportunity to build that relationship forward. And it, 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 it pays off like later on for sure. If you can have a, a good relationship. Now, if, if they are like, if they have no hills that they're willing to die on, did I say that right? <laughs> um, you know, if they're like, no, it has to be this or nothing else. To me, that's probably one of those things where I'm like, maybe this isn't the right project for us. Like if they are not willing to have a balance in the relationship, like they need all of the power. I don't know. Um, well, it needs to be compromise on both ends. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants surprises. You know, mm-hmm. nobody in the end, either side. So whether you're going to have to go to a day rate or if somebody's expecting more by the end of the project or whatever additional costs may come up, it's better to just know everything up front. So that way you're negotiating right there. Everything's on the table. And that way you can just proceed in the relationship and the partnership completely balanced and hopefully no additional questions to be asked. Right. Now, again, it's it's tough when you're when you're dealing with legal teams because their job is to redline everything, basically, yeah. and they are looking out for the best interest of the company as a whole. Which makes sense. It does. But you, even whether you have a company or you are a freelancer, like you have to be looking out for yourself the same way. Yeah. So it's it's this weird collision of where business meets relationships. Yeah. That it has to be navigated properly or either one can basically fall apart. I don't think that it's hard because I think people get into the pricing of things and they overthink and they think it's something completely different outside of what they usually do. And this is something like I think for you, Matt, like as a studio owner and coming as a creative going into this, I think this is something that works well with, with someone like you who's a creative who's working. So maybe a freelancer, but I think the negotiating process is just as creative and is something also to be, I don't know, that's a part of the natural process. It shouldn't be seen as something that's frightening or out of, you know, out of your wheelhouse. It's just a part of the process. And it's part of, I don't know, it's a little bit part of the fun every once in a while because you are being able to be creative and sit down and say, how much time do I have? What can I put together? How do I present this to the client? I mean, it's, I don't know. I think it's kind of a fun part, but I'm a weirdo. I I don't know. (laughs) I 100% agree though. Like that's, so that kind of goes back to our last episode a little bit. Like how often do you get to get creative with things? It's like every single day. Yeah. And it's, it's things like that where it's like, there's a bunch of like articles out there, a bunch of people that will say like, do this and only this. And I don't like that because I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem like you really want to work in this industry if you're not willing to compromise with people. Agreed. Um, and if that's the appearance that you give off, nobody wants to work with those people at all. Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess for me, like, I I feel like that's one of probably the better qualities that I have is I know that I'm patient Mm -hmm. when it comes, especially when it comes to these sort of situations where it's like, 
like okay don't freak out immediately like okay they said this thing like i completely hate it right yep. but it's like let's hear let's hear them out and then after i can understand it then i'm like all right well here's how that affects us um and then they understand a little bit better on their end and so for me it's it's usually that when it comes to negotiating in general it's like make sure both sides are completely understood yeah and present options that you think solves both sides potential issues and i think that goes into i mean don't shut down immediately because right. even if they're like not really open to negotiation quite yet don't shut down immediately because you might be able to like get the relationship to a point where that is something that you can talk about right i think that's another thing that i've seen a bit again is just people that are like you know what whatever we're not working together yeah and it's like maybe take your time a little bit um one of the things that i mean there there has been projects that we've done in the past not recently but stuff in the past that was like about to happen about to start and then all of a sudden like just communication kind of broke down a little bit and yep. we just had a fundamental disagreement on certain things and just never happened um now obviously you don't like it when that stuff happens but again it's it's kind of like Honestly, for me, it's a feel thing where, um, like, do I feel like this is is going to be challenging to work with these people? I mean, every every it's always challenging, right? Because yeah. that's why we get paid to do this stuff. <laughs> but is it going to be like way more challenging than it's even worth? Yeah. So now you have to again compare like to that business side of things. Like, okay, if this is the problem that they're having on this, what's it going to look like if we're in project? Yeah. Like, I don't know. And and again, that's even another area that we are known to negotiate is like, how many rounds of revisions do you need? How many days do you need to review things? Like, we try to understand all that stuff. And for us, if, if somebody has two days to review things and all of a sudden it's five days later and we haven't gotten any word, mm-hmm. that's a problem. And Again, it's not usually those people's fault. Like if it, if something in the terms or even the cost, whatever, like the people that we generally deal with, um, it's not usually their thing. But at the same point, you can kind of start to get a general sense of how things might run in this company. And if you can pad that stuff in there, then great. But if not, like if you have to, you know, if you have to compromise on your budget, and come down. That's that's kind of another thing that we have done before is like, okay, if this is your budget, we only have one day to review things. And, mm-hmm. you know, usually we'll do two rounds of revisions. We're gonna have to go to one. And it's like, it's like, you know, we still think that we can do a good job with that. But do you feel comfortable doing that? Like, that's the conversation that we'll have with people. And if they don't feel comfortable, it's like, all right, well, I don't see a way that we can get to this number that you want then. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. I think too, um, when you're negotiating, I think something to think about is if there are going to be further projects after this with this client, Mm -hmm. if this is something that will turn into a bigger campaign, because that might also affect how you view this relationship, how you view your pricing. Because I mean, then you have to think about those things. I mean, oftentimes you see people going, oh, well, I'll give you a discount. 
for this first project and then we'll go up to the next one. But then that starts kind of a expectations are different and right. it's a weird relationship. There's imbalance. I mean, that's something to take into consideration too, is if this is a long-term relationship, how do you put forth your pricing in a way that is, you know, something that's going to stay pretty stagnant throughout. Right. And so everyone knows the terms up front. That's a really good point. Uh, that's another thing that we all in the industry have heard at one point is there will be more projects after this one. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a tough one because they, I think that everyone says it being honest. Yeah. But it doesn't always work out that way. No. And you can't necessarily count on that. Usually what I say in those situations is like, oh, that's fantastic. Let's get that on the same proposal and we can definitely come down a little bit on that price. Yep. That's the only thing for me that's official is having an actual signature and a deposit. And um, I don't know. Again, like I don't like make fun of people or anything like that because there, there's been times where people said that and they were honest. It, yeah. it happened. <laughs> uh, but more often than not, it they don't have it just something falls apart. They don't have what they yeah. thought they had before. And it's not necessarily their fault. It's just right. times change and circumstances change. Right. So I guess, yeah. So that's, that's another thing that we've done. We've done quite a bit as far as like negotiating goes. Um, especially if we do a discovery and we're like, all right, here's eight different options on some things that we think are going to work really well for you. Mm-hmm. And they'll say like, like, okay, like, eh, we really want to do this thing right here, but can we do it at this cost? It's like, you know what? If you add anything else to this, like, I'll, I'll do that. Sure. Yeah. I'll do that deal. Um, yeah, it's not something that comes up often, but like, it's, it's that kind of thing though, where again, you have to be creative in mm-hmm. like, okay, if I'm going to give this, what should I get in return to keep the scales balanced? Exactly. And I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit weird about this, but like, I guess the family that I grew up in was always like, don't let anyone walk over all over you. Right. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of like a bend don't break mentality a little bit where it's like, you know what? I'm generous, mm-hmm. but if you cross me, no, <laughs> but like, but like you have to stick up for yourself at the same time. Yeah. Right. And so I guess that's kind of a balance that also sort of needs to be had. And Mm -hmm. there are companies out there that will take full advantage of you if you let them. Yep. And again, I'm not necessarily saying those are bad people, but if they start to see that kind of stuff, they they were going to go there every time. So if somebody says, hey, okay, it's going to cost $50,000 to do this project. And they're like, oh, we only have 10. But we have more projects coming soon. It's like, well, how soon? Can we put that stuff on this proposal? Um, And if they're like, no, this is just all we have, but we promise there's going to be more stuff. If you say yes to that, the next project will not be $50,000 that they bring to you. It will likely be another $10,000 project. Yep. And again, I'm just kind of saying random numbers here just for... Everyone, I'm not saying anything <laughs> specifically. 10000 is a lot of money, right? <laughs> um, but depending on if you have a team around you and stuff like that, it, exactly, th- there could be a line there. So yep. um, those are all things that you just sort of, 
yeah, need to need to think about is that whatever cost you give on that first project, it's probably not going to go up a lot <laughs> after that. Yeah. Um, Especially if the, you've been able to prove that you can do it at that budget. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um, I guess it kind of gets us to the idea of like discounting in general. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever used the word discount. I'll only say like compromise. Yeah. Um, so it, I don't know. It's definitely one of those things where it, to me, that's, that's been one of those things that like you kind of grow out of clients mm-hmm. as you progress. And that's kind of why, like, it's funny. Cause like I've had different phases We'll call them eras, right? <laughs> okay, Taylor. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's funny because like I can identify probably three or four different periods of time yeah. where I had these this group of clients that were really great, but I sort of outgrew them a little yeah. bit. And I think that's something that you want to have happen. Maybe not like immediately, but at the same time, like you want to... Yeah. So like, you know, initially I remember like some of the first animation projects when it was just me, if I was to get $2,000 to do an animation, I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, but then at a certain point I was like, this is a lot of work and um, it's just taking a lot of time and I can't do a lot of these. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to like increase my rates a bit and I'm going to go to $4,000 for an animation. Yep. And I remember go- making that jump and people being like, oh, Sorry, like too rich for my blood, I'm out. And it sucks because you're like, oh, like I thought, like we had this really good relationship and I just ruined it. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. There's some clients that'll be like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. Um, so they can kind of be with you in that next era. But then at a certain point, you're like, getting busy. I need to hire somebody. Like we're actually gonna have to go to like eight thousand dollars for an animation, and then, um, and then again, like when you tell people, like, hey, I know it was four thousand last time, but now it's eight thousand. Anytime that you do that, you basically have to be prepared to lose that client forever. Yep. So it's it's a gradual process. It's not just like one day you just kind of go all in. I mean, there was times where some clients at at the same time I was working with a client for one project that was paying maybe like 16,000. And at the same time, I'm working on a $3,000 project and they were both the exact same amount of effort. That's something that I've never said before, (laughs) but like, that's kind of how it goes when you're trying to level up a little bit is that it's not this clean break and you just get to do that. Right. It's it's something where as you get new clients, like every time a new client comes to you, you should be kind of increasing a little bit more mm-hmm. because you're probably not going to be able to, if you're going to keep working with that some person for a long time, you're not going to be able to go a whole lot higher than that for expectations that they have. Exactly. No, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say that, you know, it's, it's something that goes back because we always talk about how there's no bad clients. There's only clients that maybe don't fit you. And it's, it's the same thing. It's like, just because, you know, maybe I'm, you know, leveling up going to another era, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And them having to leave isn't not, isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just not the right fit for you 
in this new era. And that is totally okay because there will be new ones that are a good fit for you then. Right. It's it's definitely a process. It, it takes a while to mm-hmm. be able to get maybe the kind of money that you believe that you you deserve. Yeah. Right. Well, and naturally, too, as you're growing as an artist and as right. a business, I mean, your skills are getting better. I mean, the business is growing. Right. You're having more people. I mean, it's just a natural progression, too. Right. The thing that I always told people, like any time that went to the next era, I always tried to have a conversation with them beforehand. Yeah. Like a little bit beforehand. I'm like, listen, like, I, I want to be completely transparent with you. Um, I'm going to be increasing my, my costs a little bit mm-hmm. over like starting next year. And it's this way because, you know, we've been doing, we've been getting busier on other projects, um, whatever. I'll tell them whatever I feel like I need to at the time. And I'll say like, you know, I'd love to continue working together. Um, here's how things might be different in the future. If if things stay the same, you're gonna have a hard case to yeah. to make, and that's something that I didn't do super well in those early days was trying to explain that. All I said was, "Just want to let you know the rates are going up next year." Like <laughs> that's pretty much all I said. <laughs> so again, anytime I sent that email, I, they, I never worked with these people ever again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just taking it slow and I don't know, just being honest and, and truthful. So especially whenever I started adding people to the team, it was around then when I started giving a little more explanation when I'm like, hey, listen, like, I'm honestly doing like all the jobs here. And I, I kind of like, you know, the business is doing well, I need to get more people to, to help me. And basically, you know, I want to be the best employer that I can be. And to do that, I'm going to have to increase rates a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, when I started sending those... I I can't remember if there was many that took the trip with me to the next era, but everybody was like really happy still where they're like, Oh my God, that's, that's so awesome. Like we've loved being like to help you get to be, have some of this growth. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. So it's, it's one of those things where I've also had those people refer other people to me. Right. Yeah. So like even if I have to stop working with people, they can still be a good partner. Exactly. Long after. Yep. Um, so you, you have to think about a lot of those things, I guess. But that just goes right back to the idea of if you are willing to talk about these things up front at the beginning, mm-hmm. you can have that relationship and that relationship can last. Even if they're not able to follow you to the next era, they're still supporting you, even if it's maybe not monetarily, it's still with reviews and, and, you know, right. sending you to their friends. Right. Yeah. Like little testimonials or things mm-hmm. that you can use in your marketing. Um, let me ask you this question, Shelby. Mm-hmm. In a negotiation, would you rather be the one to say the number first or listen to what the other side has to say? Oh, I would so rather listen to what the other side has to say first. 100%. I never want to go in with, okay, well, this is what we think. Because what if you're completely wrong? It's like, okay, well, right. this person has a budget of 50000 and we came in with 400000 I mean, right. it doesn't. Right. The balance does not work. And you can't really tell either sometimes. I mean, just by looking at a company or their size or whatever. 
Right. I mean, you just you you can't tell. You don't know. So it's so much easier if you just go in, especially if you're having that initial meeting, saying, "Hey, what do you want to do? What do you want to work on? What's your budget?" And then come back later with your own ideas of, "Okay, well, this is what we can do that relates to the type of video or whatever you're looking for in a budget that um, right you've proposed." So what if though uh, you try that and they say, "Oh, well, we don't have a specific budget." That is so hard. I hate that. I, I know. Hate the idea. We don't have a specific budget. That's the worst answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say not- that's that's when you just give a range. Right. I mean, for me, that's yep. like okay. You give kind of each. You know, when you go through and you're like looking at like kind of our like if you go into the started project on Made by Things, look at the different right. ranges of numbers on there, and then you just give project ideas for each of those ranges. Right. So that way, they can decide and have some variety. Yep. And that's generally how we try to do things too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so I like you, I would also rather the other side throw a number at me first. Cause then I can yeah. start being creative a little bit sooner and try to figure out what do we have to do to make that work? Yep. Um, because yeah, when you come in, come in hot with a big number, they're just immediately done at that point. And it's like, yeah. well, whatever. And maybe that's for the best. Um, but it's much easier where, I don't know, like if you had your, your high number in mind and if they come down with like a number that's half of that, there's always like, oh, I don't know. And then it's like, well, if we were to do it, like how would we have to do it? Yeah. And to me, that's, that's one of the more fun parts as well. Just the negotiation process again is yeah, like, all right, here's how we could do it. To me, that's... That's part of creative direction. It is is part of like why so many of our projects end up the way that they are. Mm-hmm. It happens at those first conversations of like, okay, what do we have to use here? And how do we have to fit this into this amount of time, basically? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, I, I do, I try to give ranges. It can get really tedious, though, if somebody's yeah. like, okay, I've seen, like, can you give me a number on these nine projects that you did? And it's like, no. no. Like, can and you they just... can all be from different eras, too. Well, so 100%, that's a good thing to bring up. Mm-hmm. Because those those $2,000 projects, those $4,000 projects that, that I used to do when it was just me, some of those are still sprinkled on the portfolio. <laughs> And when someone's like, okay, how much, how much did the client pay for that one? I'm like, oh, I'm not telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, I wouldn't tell anyone that. Um, but it's one of those things where you kind of have to like take another look. And even when it comes to stuff like that, I'm like, all right, here's a range. And it's yeah. usually, when I give ranges, I'm usually like, all right, this number. And then I double that number. Yeah. And I'm like between here and here. Um, sometimes even more if I'm not super clear on what's, needed mm-hmm. one of the other things that we do and this is the last thing i'll say before we wrap things up um is we keep internal case studies on most of our projects mm-hmm. as far as like how much time something took to make so i generally know okay if somebody points at this project and they're like yeah what what about something like this we can go right back to that project and see exactly how many hours it took um yeah and you know we could even go 
deeper into just sectioning off like okay, how long did design take how long did editing take and then we can we can give a number pretty quick so while i don't necessarily try to rush to get to a number the faster that i can get that number to people the faster i can understand if we are a good fit or not financially so it, it's definitely something that helps and hurts like there are pros and cons to that approach. I'm not necessarily recommending it to everybody <laughs> um, because there's times where I've quoted way too low on things yeah, and they said yes immediately. And I'm like, damn it. What did I do? <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't know. Like for me, it's like, okay, well let's take that information and let's use that next time. Okay. Like I need to ask this question next time before I give a quote. Now I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, I need to wait at least one night. Like I need to sleep on it. Before I send a quote over, if I'm like a little hesitant on it. But at the same point, that's another one of those things that just helps the relationship. When you communicate quickly and confidently, people respond really well to that stuff. Mm -hmm. And every single time that I can talk about numbers early on, people are so grateful because I didn't waste their time either. Yep. And that's, that's one of the hardest things about hiring somebody that you've never worked with before. Is that just that communication? And it's like, that's what people want, right? They want to know how much things cost. And no, it's not necessarily that simple. But I feel like every freelancer, every studio should have some kind of process to be able to, how do you get to that a general number as quickly as you can? Yep. Um, in an effort to not waste a whole bunch of your time. Like you could be wasting weeks of your time trying to work through all the different things and it's not just your time it's also the other side's time and if you can there's there's also times where i've set a number and it was too high for somebody but you know within a few hours i was able to get them that number and then weeks months maybe even years later they come back and they're like okay now what's weird is that usually those numbers go up a little bit but (laughs) it's like (laughs) all right don't expect the same if it's two years ago agreed and they they usually don't um they usually understand like okay like now i know generally what i'm dealing with here like i think i'm ready to work together now but yeah so rather than i don't know it's sort of like an investment of sorts right like rather than lowering your price to be able to work with somebody right now and then you grow out of them rather than doing that you can respectfully turn them away now and Maybe they can meet you in a future era. Mm-hmm. They can grow into your era. And right. That's okay. Right. Um, cool. All right. Let's do some final thoughts. Shelby, do the honors. Um, I would say kind of my final thoughts. I think when going into negotiation, it's good to be confident and to understand your worth and have a process of understanding your worth, um, but to work with the person that you're negotiating with. You know, be willing to compromise and to have those conversations early um, and just really not to be afraid of it, not to fear the discussion of money. It's it's a part of all business and it's the main thing that people want to talk about up front before they can get into the fun stuff. It's just it's a natural part of business. And honestly, something that I like to do and I've been doing this a lot is I like to, when I'm watching TV, if there's like an animation advertisement, I sit down and I say, okay, how long would that have taken us 
And what would that budget have been for us to be able to do that? And that puts me in a really good mindset of being able to understand when other people come, okay, this is like a possible price point for this type of animation, just like based on how I'm kind of negotiating things in my head. But it's a fun thing to be able to just practice, you know, on a low stakes level. That's a, I wish we could get like actual numbers for these projects though. And Me like have too. a little game show. Yes. The price <laughs> is right. <laughs> yeah. The price is right. Animation edition. Hmm. I think that's a good point though. Like, well, two things you said there, but the first one was having a, a process to get to your price quickly. Mm-hmm. There is no wrong, despite what you hear online, there is no wrong way to yeah. price projects. There's not necessarily a right way either, but you have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's the important thing is to not get caught up in like, oh, okay, well, this person charges X amount for their stuff. Well, I got to be cheaper than them. Like comparing yep. yourself isn't really the best indicator on a lot of this, these things because those people that you're comparing to could be too high or too low. Mm-hmm. The deal here is that we're always trying to find what the market price is for a good or service, as well as our own personal market. If we are busy, then we need to, you know, if we are busy, then we have low supply. Yep. Um, and if demand's high, well, the price needs to match, right? The price goes up. It's, it's kind of simple economics, but you just have to think about it on a small scale. So when people ask me like, oh, how much should I be charging for things? I'm like, I don't know, just start somewhere. And when you get too busy, then you know you're not high enough. Like that's really the easiest way to do a lot of this stuff. And if that means you have to start off at free, I don't know, you have to do what you have to do. But if, if you're struggling, like if you're that early on in your career where you're not being able to get any opportunities, start doing things for free. And when people ask you how much that costs the client to, to make, you obviously do not say zero dollars, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, just, just having a process to get to the price that you have quickly, I think is one of the most, I don't know, effective things that you can, do you hear the children? Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's laughing, but he could be crying. Who knows? Um, but for me, I, I made it too complicated. I made it so complicated in the beginning where I'm like, all right, this has to be value-based pricing. Like, all right, so here's the questions that I need to ask. And people were having a really hard time, like wondering what the hell I'm asking about and like, why? Now, I'm not going to say I regret that because it led me to a more, a better way of handling strategy or discovery on our, on our projects. Like yeah. that's where that came from was trying to understand the value that we're bringing to people. And it kind of evolved into a separate process altogether um but let's see where was i now your process Uh, yeah oh yeah and um so over time i i changed it to be like all right need a calculator especially as i was hiring on producers like yourself Mm um i I was like, all right, well, I need other people to be able to quote projects. I can't just say it's an art. Like, <laughs> yep. that was just the weirdest thing to me. So we, you know, have this little calculator that we generally go to and we can come up with a number pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
now it's tough because if you're missing something about the project, then you're going to miscalculate. So the important thing is to really know what's actually being asked for at any given point. Um, Yeah, I guess those are my general thoughts are just um, don't be afraid of negotiating. If it's uncomfortable to you, you just need to find a way that it's not. And just like sales, right? Like sales makes people uncomfortable. But I don't know. Again, when you can start to find the things that that you do like when it comes to sales or that are comfortable, then it becomes a lot more fun. Yeah. So whenever people say like, oh, it makes me uncomfortable, it just means you haven't found your way of doing it just yet. And again, this isn't, there's no one book out there that you just read and it teaches you everything you need to know. Um, a lot of this is just simply experience that as you mm-hmm. get this experience, you start to to know. I mean, like I said about our case studies, like we have the exact hour count on so many projects that we've done, at least 20 something projects. We'd probably go back even farther if I wanted to. Um, and you know, especially if I start to see like, all right, we did this project, this project, and this project that were similar to what this client's asking for. And all three of those just so happen to be like in the same ballpark. Like I can be extremely confident, like relatively quick when I go to somebody and say, this is how much it's going to cost. Yeah. So um, yeah, just don't be afraid of negotiating and um, don't be so stingy to where you are not willing to hear the other side agreed because again it it comes down to you're building a relationship at the same time as negotiating money which can make it difficult but as long as you're fair and you feel like they're fair then it should be a good relationship all right that's all we got um shelby thanks for joining today huh Thanks for having me, Matt. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, don't be like that awkward, like like me there just then, right? Don't be like that when you're negotiating. That was an example. That was an example. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you choose to not use this, Shelby, that's totally fine with me. Uh, right. Nice. <laughs> uh, otherwise, otherwise. Uh, yeah, thank you all so much. Uh, CreativeLittleMonsters.com. And uh, I love you. Bye. The Comanzi Show is created by Made by Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.